Oh, welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. I'm Zach Bruner. With me, as always, is Jake Osman. How's it going, Jake? Oh, we're feeling good. We're feeling alive because it's the second to last episode of season five. It rhymed. <laughs> and it not, to ju- not to surprise you guys, but it surprised us too. <laughs> That's right. Our, uh, by the way, our season five playlist is looking great. <laughs> we're adding three more songs onto it, which also means we doubled it this week That's just in true. time for season six, which yeah. might be a new playlist. Hey, who knows? Maybe we both add three next week for the finale. <laughs> a 12 song playlist? Could hey, you imagine? A playlist. That's a, a full album. <laughs> that is a full album. And you know what, Zach? Speaking of that finale, it is going to be coming to you all next week a little bit different time, right, Zach? That's what we think we landed on. Yes. So if you remember last year, we ended our season the week before the Super Bowl. So we gave our Super Bowl predictions and then just didn't show up for a month, essentially, which was weird. <laughs> we understand that because um, we come back. We can't be like, hey, we predicted this or even really talk about the Super Bowl at all because it happened a month ago at that point. So what we will be doing this time, uh, we've been recording on Mondays. However, Monday, I am going to be at a Minnesota wild game. So the timing's going to be weird. We have decided we are going to record Tuesday a special Valentine's episode for Ooh. all of you lovebirds out there. Uh, so we will record it Tuesday. It will probably then go live Tuesday night. So it'll still be a Tuesday show, just not published at the morning in the morning like you're used to. So if you usually listen to it Wednesday or whatever, it'll be all good. Forget yeah. about it. Have a date night with yourself. Listen to us. That sounds romantic to me. Pop a couple bottles of wine. Enjoy yourself. It'll be a great show. Maybe. Hold on. Walk me through this. Next yep. week. Yep. This is our third to last episode, right? I have no idea. Oh, you're right. Everything you just heard. Move it back. We'll cut, we'll, we will cut this exact segment out and we'll start next show with it. Wait, but is the wild game next Monday or is it the, it's the Monday after the Super Bowl? Yeah, that was us, and now we're back. I hate, us, podcast. I hate us, by the way. We're the worst. Uh, we're nominated twice. If hey, only by the we way, can figure out big award show this Thursday. If Vogue One wins, yeah. we riot. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if Volume One's podcast wins, we're going to burn the building down. <laughs> Vogue one, sorry, volume one, yeah. Vogue one, is that a makeup line? <laughs> yeah, it's a, or a, it's a Rogue One spinoff, but oh. just all models, I don't know. That sounds great, I can't wait. We absolutely should make that. We'll add that to the list. Uh, but, okay, yes, this is the second to the last episode. Next week True. is also, <laughs> next week will for sure be the season finale, and it will be, Slightly later on Tuesday, uh, coming to you. So everything we we said everything correct. That was what was so annoying to me. We nailed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like. I mean, people just listening at home. I'm not sure if I'll post the video or not. But I like the moment when I see in your eyes, like you realize something's wrong, but you don't know what exactly is wrong. Like which part of this is incorrect? Because something's not adding up. 
Well, if, when I was watching it too, it's two looks in my eyes. One, doing math, which is a scary look. And two, because the initial thing is what hits me is, ooh, Valentine's Day. I really need yeah. <laughs> to make plans for Valentine's Day. And then I go, that's next week already. And then my brain's going, wait, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Then you asked me and I immediately gave, I didn't even try to defend myself. No, that's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Like we hadn't talked about it 15 minutes prior to the show starting. Also, like that tells you how much I was just not thinking about the words coming out of my mouth because I didn't know what you were even referencing. Like, I don't know. Like t- you tell me. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Flurry Sports Tuesday, and then uh, we will be off for, I don't know, a month-ish. There's going to yeah. be a lot going on. Uh, there's going to be some stuff from Flurry Sports going on in the meantime, uh, including, but not limited to, a new business, a new website. Uh, something a lot of our audience, I think, will really enjoy, a Wisconsin uh, centric website. I think you will like that. So stay tuned for it. I should have more uh, to announce hopefully about it um, on, on the season finale. But Jake, why talk about next week when we can talk about now? We're not going to look towards the future. We got to enjoy the present. That's why they call it the present because it's so gosh darn giving. And Jake, you, you are the most. That out. You <laughs> screwed up that analogy so hey, bad. Hey, I don't, maybe, but. I was just—I was trying to compliment you, saying you—you you were giving because uh, oh, you yeah. made—you made something, um, something that you deemed to be possibly something really cool. Hey, man, I'm proud of it. All here's what I gotta say: this is a—this is the hype. This is the hype up for the Super Bowl, baby. Get pumped and remember, Andy Reid has been through the ringer. <laughs> okay, he sure has. He sure has. Hopefully I have the right thing selected here. Jake, you tell me if this doesn't play right away, um, but here we go. Nope, not working. I thought it was just a cool intro, but it's just fuzzy. <laughs> uh, am I able to download this? I thought it was like a, one of those 90s MTV movie video intros where it's just a little bit of white noise. You can hear this. Yeah. Why is Facebook so difficult? Zuckerberg. Um, email to me. Got it. If you want to file. <laughs> we leave this all in again. Should I play the start of the episode? Jake, you email it to me. Let's let's just listen to direction. Oh, welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. I'm Zach Bruner. With me, as always, is Jake Osman. How's it going, Jake? Oh, we're feeling good. We're feeling alive because it's the second to last episode of season five. It rhymed. And it <laughs> not to ju- not to surprise you guys, but it surprised us too. <laughs> That's right. Our, uh, by the way, our season five playlist is looking great. <laughs> we're adding three more songs onto it, which also means we doubled it this week That's just in true. time for season six, which yeah. might be a new playlist. Hey, who knows? Maybe we both add three next week for the finale. <laughs> a 12-song playlist? Could hey, you imagine? Bl- what are you waving your arms about, Jake? I 
It's just going to take, we need to stop because it's on my other computer. I'm, I'm recording on this one. <laughs> but I have my other computer right here. Don't panic, folks. It's the wonders of TV. But I just didn't want, because it was going to probably take that whole clip, but I didn't want to make our audience do that again. Well, don't worry about it, Jake. We'll start the clip from the top. That's what award-nominated shows do. Uh, you have about you have about two minutes. So here we go, everyone. Uh, just listen to the directions. Pretend this is a commercial break. How about that? Here we go. Oh, welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. I'm Zach Bruner. With me, as always, is Jake Osman. How's it going, Jake? Oh, we're feeling good. We're feeling alive because it's the second to last episode of season five. It rhymed. <laughs> and it not, to not to surprise you guys, but it surprised us too. <laughs> That's right. Our, by the way, our season five playlist is looking great. <laughs> we're adding three more songs onto it, which also means we doubled it this week That's just in true. time for season six, which yeah. might be a new playlist. Hey, who knows? Maybe we both add three next week for the finale. <laughs> a 12 song playlist. Could hey, you imagine a playlist? That's, an, that's a full album. <laughs> that is a full album. And you know what, Zach, speaking of that finale, it is going to be coming to y'all next week, a little bit different time, right, Zach? That's what we think we landed on. Yes, so if you remember last year, we ended our season the week before the Super Bowl. So we gave our Super Bowl predictions and then just didn't show up for a month, essentially, which was weird. <laughs> we understand that because um, we come back. We can't be like, hey, we predicted this or even really talk about the Super Bowl at all because it happened a month ago at that point. So what we will be doing this time, uh, we've been recording on Mondays. However, Monday, I am going to be at a Minnesota wild game. So the timing's going to be weird. We have decided we are going to record Tuesday, a special Valentine's episode for Ooh. all of you lovebirds out there. Uh, so we will record it Tuesday. It will probably then go live Tuesday night. So it'll still be a Tuesday show, just not published at the morning in the morning, like you're used to. So if you usually listen to it Wednesday or whatever, it'll be all good. Forget yeah. about it. Have a date night with yourself. Listen to us. That sounds romantic to me. Pop a couple bottles of wine. Enjoy yourself. It'll be a great show. Maybe. Hold on. Walk me through this. Next yep. week. Yep. <laughs> this is our third to last episode, right? I have no idea. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Everything you just heard. Move it back we'll cut, we'll, we will cut this exact segment out and we'll start next show with it. <laughs> Wait, but is the wild game next Monday or is it the, it's the Monday after the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thanks, Zach and Jake. Uh, and now we all know that this is the second to the last episode. And we also got technology to work behind the scenes. Hey, that's what award nominated shows do. And if that's we don't win the actual award, you can voice your complaints to Hannah Bruner at Elk Mountain School District. Uh, she, she'll know what to do, I think. Notably, Jake, not nominated, Hannah Bruner. Mm, put that in the subject line of the mail that you send, and then, uh, yeah, that will. <laughs> it's going great. Um, Jake, I got a, a file here from you. Let's see if this works. How about that? So again, Andy Reid's been through the ringer. Anything else you want to? Wait, it's inspired by 30 for 30. Okay. Ooh. Dumpster fire 30 for 30. 
Okay. We also, by the way, we lost to them the first time in the podcast awards. That was despicable. This has really gone full circle. Okay. We're going to beat them at their own game. <laughs> we got to start with volume one. We got to lock down the Chippewa Valley first, and then we can go to the national wide award show again. Um, okay. Let's try this. And Eagles fans will be seeing a very familiar face, of course, on the opposite sideline of the Super Bowl. Chiefs coach Andy Reid will try to beat the team that fired him 10 years ago. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the city. Um, uh, they're passionate. I love football. I'm, I can't wait till uh, Kansas City and Philly clash. It's going to be it's going to be awesome, man. I mean, what a great what a great Super Bowl it'll be. John, uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, sometimes, like Jeffrey said, sometimes change is good. And I know uh, Jeffrey does nothing that isn't the best for the organization. So I know the next guy that comes in uh, will be phenomenal. And the ultimate goal is the Super Bowl, right? So we, everybody in this room, I wish you a big ring on that finger uh, in the near future. And then uh, hail to the Eagles, baby. What if I told you that Andy Reid loved Philadelphia so much, but the city Loved something more. Winning. Hungry dogs run fast. And that's his team. Bottom line is, we wanted it more. All the players, all the coaches, the front office, Jeffrey Lurie, everybody wanted it more. And that's why we're up here today. And that's why we're the first team in Eagles history to hold that freaking trophy. Andy Reid, a man torn between two cities, in a Super Bowl torn between two brothers. Travis Kelsey's Chiefs, a team on the verge of dominance, tired of the haters. Oh, 21 years, that's how, that's how long it's just been turning for my guy, Andy Reid. Mm, it's just been turning and turning and turning. And what we do, what we do, we unleash a can of whoop ass on everybody. 24 nothing. I ain't trying to hear it. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to party. And Jason Kelsey's Eagles, a team on the edge of a future, a man on the edge of retirement. In either case, tired of those who doubt their will to win. In a Super Bowl with the highest stakes, personal for man and brothers, only one team will win. The hungrier dog will feast. Jake, very good. 
Yeah, baby. Boy, ESPN ain't doing shit like that, are they? Absolutely not. No. Can we just talk about, I've loved that speech by Jason Kelsey for years. I have always thought it's a weird dig at Andy Reid. Yeah, <laughs> it is a weird dig at Andy Reid. I, I don't think he, I, I don't think he meant it. I, I think he's a little drunk. I think he's fine. I don't think he meant it that way. It was just a weird, like, I don't know. I hate the idea that Andy Reid held them back. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I also hate that the closest Travis Kelsey got to articulating that was that little clip. I was like, come on, Travis, really sell it. Like, <laughs> I like listened to a 10 minute speech to find that one clip. And the rest of it is just him making alcohol jokes. And like a lot of quotes, like he's got he's, some good stuff buried in there, but it's a lot of just what? He's, yeah. He's just an attitude era uh, yeah. promo machine. That's all he does. He just recycles them. Um, <laughs> what we do? Awesome. We dropped a can of whoop ass. <laughs> so good. He's God. He needs to be one of the next people to like go into wrestling, right? He has yeah. to. He absolutely has to. Uh, but yeah, very good. I'm juiced. I'm sure Andy Reed's going to be showing it to the boy. We, we got a direct connection to Andy Reed. As you all remember him wishing us a happy 100th episode, I believe was the anniversary or what was, I don't even know the situation. It was hundredth episode, right? What? When Andy Reed came on and made that video for us. That was our hundredth episode. Yeah. Yeah. And he really wanted to come on. Maybe he'll come on after, maybe for season, what season are we in? Maybe for season six. How about that? I think we're in season five. It's hard to keep track. Um, after one person dies and r- rises from the dead like Alex Smith did, time really doesn't seem to matter to me anymore. But let's just talk about the Super Bowl matchup, Jake. And next week, because we thought ahead, we will be recapping the Super Bowl. So let's start. We predicted a Kelsey Bowl. We're going to get a Kelsey Bowl. Uh, last year, we went through a bunch of props. We went through storylines to talk about. And then we just sort of ignored it because we were off for a month. So I, I think the top storyline, at least what people are focusing on, is the Kelsey Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Like more than the Andy Reid thing, I would say the Kelsey Bowl is probably what people are concentrating on most. Uh, I think so. I think it's a mix of... Travis Kelsey has propelled himself to like one of the biggest stars in the league. Uh, And on top of that, their podcast like serendipitously is like the biggest in the world. So I just Mm -hmm. think all the factors point towards them. Um, We've said it before. I think the Andy Reid stuff is second fiddle to this. I think that's the big story here just because again, kind of like, and that was like what inspired me to make that was like the idea, like, the score is tied, right? Like it's one apiece. They got mm-hmm. one without him. And I just think this is like such high stakes for Andy Reid's legacy. It truly is. Like, I'm not sure if we said it on last week's show or if I said it to somebody else. Like if Andy Reid loses, he's kind of in the same category as Mike McCarthy for a lot of people. Yeah, I know. And like what I love most about the Kelsey Bowl is I one. I just don't know how you don't love the Kelseys. They're great. Like they're so mm. mainstream now that I a little bit like want to rise against them, but they're awesome. Yeah. They're so good. Um, and I just think what makes this story interesting is both of them, like 
I think Jason has the clear motivation to win because, again, all signs point towards, like, riding into the sunset after one. But Travis, I mean, like, has kind of carried the team this year. And, I like, don't get me wrong. He's not going to retire, like, soon, soon. But I don't think he's going to play as long as Jason has. Yeah, probably not. I mean, he probably has three, four more years left in him. Right. Jason and Wilson, I, if, if they lose, I don't know how Jason Kelsey retires personally. But if they win, I think he's probably done. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think there's a chance he leaves when they lose anyway. Um, just because, I mean, listening to him talk, I kind of feel, and, and maybe they'll convince him to stay like they convinced him to stay this time. But it just sounded like he was ready to be done this year and like saddled mm-hmm. it up one more time. And he's just got little kids. Like, I don't think it's on the field stuff. I just think he's old. He didn't play a lot of the preseason already. And he's got little little kids at home. So I, I yeah. could see it going either way. I also think like, and this is one piece I really admire about Travis. I like every tight end should be this, by the way. I like that Travis is the true tight end who just shit talks for the rest of the team. I like that he's like, mm-hmm. stop shit talking my quarterback. Stop shit talking my coach. Like Travis is just offended. On, no one's ever said a bad thing about Travis. And it's just like he's offended on behalf of everyone else, which I like. Like if he wins, like as I was combing through like all of his press stuff, it's him being like, why is no one respecting Mahomes? Why is mm-hmm. no one respecting Andy Reid? So like that's what will happen. Like he'll win and be like, what's up, Burrow lovers? Like he'll just beat that drum again and, you know, go at it. But it's it's big for him just because I think he's playing for other people's legacies and knows that. Yeah, for sure. Like I there's very few people on the Eagles whose legacy is defined by this game. Yeah. Uh, just because they're so young. And like Kelsey, like a center, he, he's not going to be defined by this game one way or another. He could have a terrible game and his legacy is not defined by it just because this is arguably his last year. Like he, sh- he should be going out uh, not playing well. But clearly, um, I don't think it's for people who know offensive line stuff like this has been his best year of his career. And I'm not sure if it's close. Uh, there's been people like asking me, like, is Jason Kelsey the best center of all time? Is Jason Kelsey the best off- best player on the Eagles, period? And it's like, I'm happy he's getting that attention, but no. Uh, <laughs> but he's having a fantastic year. Uh, he's played damn well, and he's a big reason why they win. And, uh, yeah, that's why, like, this team is there. The Eagles, you talked about them going all in this offseason. Yeah. They were kind of a dark horse in a way. Like, you definitely sifted through it and were like, I, don't, I think they have a good shot to win because they are clearly going all in. I questioned how all in they were going, but obviously does not matter. Um, like, cause this, t- if he, Kelsey comes back, they, they're essentially running it back. I don't know who they're losing. I think I, I mean the obvious piece to point to with them and go, how does that stay the same? Is the O-line not just Kelsey, but it's just like, to your point, like I've heard so much discussion about how good Kelsey is, which I think is warranted. Like he's had an mm-hmm. unbelievable year. I think there's a real conversation to be had of like, is he the second best guy in that O-line? Is he third? Be- like he plays on yeah. a really good O-line. That is not a diss towards Kelsey. It's just one mm-hmm. Lane Johnson's my man. Fucking love Lane Johnson. Can't lay off what, the what? juice. Well, let's also not disrespect him. He might be the best right tackle of all time. 
Yeah. He might. So it's <laughs> right. Well, and then it's like you're you're gonna Jason Peters was also his longtime teammate. Like, listen, I I <laughs> love Jason Kelsey, and the biggest compliment I can give him is he doesn't get like washed out by those two. It's just like yeah, he's I think that O line because they're you know, like Kelsey's the oldest, but it's like they're all seniors out there, you know. Like I, I think they're they could be more beat up. Like they're coming back, but I don't know. Like they've already had some health stuff. That'd be my big worry for them. Yeah, they have a couple young guys, but like Lane Johnson, obviously he's playing with a torn groin, but usually it's knee stuff with him that completely takes yeah. him out. So yeah, adding another year to that, who knows? Um, but you just talking about how good the Eagles offensive line is, like they're the most talented offensive line in the league. It's not close. And I think they're the second best O line in the league. Uh, to San Francisco. I think San Francisco is better because of scheme, but talent wise, it's not close. The Eagles are absolutely stacked. They look at the other side of the ball. Defensive line might be the best in the offense in the NFL as well. Their front seven, they had 70 sacks this year, I believe. Obviously Mm -hmm. that includes linebackers as well. If we're talking about this game and we're actually trying to break it down X's and O's, like everyone's talking about how dominant the Eagles offensive line is. I think the X factor is Eagles defensive front. Like if yeah. they get to Mahomes and they make it look like the Buccaneers Chiefs Super Bowl where Mahomes had no blocking, this game's done because he's hurt again. So that's it. That's the game. I think that's how it gets decided. I do think that's the edge. Like I think like this is such a toss up, but I think the one clear like I don't think there's a lot of people saying that it's close between the Eagles and Chiefs defensive units. Like the Eagles have a better defense. Will that matter against the Chiefs offense? That's a great question, but they're certainly better. Um, I also think like to kind of switch perspectives, this is not a new take, but I, I almost find it so endearing the fact that we have to constantly have this conversation. Don't there's never been a better tight end in my opinion than Rob Gronkowski. I don't think a tight end has ever been used as well as Travis Kelsey. Um, in, in my mm-hmm. argument, you can argue that about Gronk too. I just think there was a little bit of uh, a high schooler playing with elementary kids in Gronk's game. And I think yeah. Travis, like as good as the Eagles defense is, I don't think they have an answer for Travis Kelsey. Like I, I think like he's going to get his. The question is, will it be enough? And like, will the other pieces be able to like, keep it balanced and keep it good. Um, I just think he's such a unique, like he's, he's just the biggest wide receiver on the field and it's been that way for a long time, but he plays it so well. Um, yeah. And part, part of that is Andy Reid's genius. Part of that is Travis Kelsey being incredibly smart. Like there's so many plays that they're just not drawn up. It's literally like Travis Kelsey find an open spot and him and Mahomes are just on the same page. So that's why you can't defend them. However, I will say the Chiefs and Eagles have met one time with this defensive coordinator. It was last year. Um, Chiefs won. Travis Kelsey had, he got shut down. He had like two catches yeah. or something. But the big reason for that is Terry Kill had 180 yards. So they didn't really need to use them. <laughs> but like, they're going to double Kelsey. The, the only yeah. and, and they're going to bring the pressure, so they're going to Mah- get Mahomes to throw the ball quickly. They're going to try to take away the, the top option. And then if you have to throw quickly, you can't throw deep to Velda Scantling. So then the question will be, who can you throw quickly to that can get open? And I think the Chiefs are capable of doing it. 
Um, but I could also see a scenario where Juju Smith-Schuster does Juju Smith-Schuster things because he's not very good at football and the other receivers are already beat up and injured anyway. Like, so that's what the Eagles are going to try to do. Will they be able to do it? I don't know because I'm not as convinced about the Eagles defense as a lot of people. Um, Correct. I think they benefited from playing nobody all fucking year. (laughs) I really do. Because they had times where they gave up a bunch of points. They had times where their secondary got picked apart. And if the Chiefs can somehow establish the run and uh, keep Mahomes upright, like I think the Chiefs are going to pick them apart. It's it's just game flow. This is going to be a really weird game, I feel like. I'm with you. Like I hate to break it down this much because I don't think it's a very fun analysis, but... (laughs) I, I mean, I think it comes down to, to your point, like say what you want about the Eagles defense. I don't think there's any way that they hold the Chiefs to less than three scores. Like I think that's a minimum. My thing mm-hmm. is, if I had to just throw it out there, I think the Eagles, like I think you'd have to put the low for them like on paper at at least four. Like I just feel like in the in the flow of the game, to your point, I'm curious how much ball control – the Chiefs put into this because I think they're usually the team that's like, we, you know, the game flows. We don't necessarily worry about time of possession because we just want the ball as much as possible and as many mm-hmm. possessions as possible. And I think that might be a bad matchup against the Eagles, like the one team that maybe could out arcade you. Like they just have so many ways to score and not to mention mm-hmm. like a really solid running game, like when they want really to. Good. Yeah. Best in the league. Um, like if if the Eagles get up and they can just lean on the run and control the clock, they're gonna win the game. They yeah. that's that's what they did all year long, and that's how they can win. If they get behind, that's when it's we have zero idea. We've never seen Jalen Hurts really come from behind. We've never seen Sirianni really call a game from behind. We've never seen this defense really fr- come from behind. Yeah. Like there's a lot of unknowns there. There's a lot of inexperience there. Whereas the Chiefs, like they could be down by 28 points or whatever, and they're still in it. Like, I know they can come back from it. And Spagnolo is, he might be the best defensive coordinator in big games. That's a weird qualifier to make, but I think it's true. And he is such a fucking nut job where literally yeah. it'll be a big game in the middle of the season. And if there's a slight chance they're going to meet again, he will run a base defense and not try. And it's so annoying, and he'll give up 40 points, and everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs' defense is so bad. And then everyone talks about how they figure it out come playoff time. It's because he's trying then. So it's super yeah. annoying. He's For people who uh, don't know Spagnolo, he was the defensive coordinator when the Giants beat the Patriots. Like He's just a mastermind. He's really, really smart. And could he? That's why I'm like, I don't discount the Chiefs' defense that much because, yes, they're way less talented than the Eagles' defense, but... I just don't trust Jalen Hurts. I don't know why. I just don't. I feel like he has a little bit of Dak Prescott in him if he has to sit back and throw the football. I agree with you. I have so much confidence in A.J. Brown that I feel like it evens out for me. Um, Now, to be fair, the Chiefs' weapons are equally, if not more, dangerous. So maybe that doesn't do it. To your point, though, like we're talking about Eagles and how I'm thinking I'm leaning Eagles. Listen, man, I'm watching this game. If the Chiefs are down by less than 14 with any more than 30 seconds on the clock, I'm pissing my pants. Like, yeah. I, 
is it weird to say I'm more nervous about like Chiefs up by a lot? Bad news. Chiefs down by like any amount. Bad news. Chiefs up by a little? I think you can get them. You know, like it's like a, a weird thing where it's like if it's close and you have the ball and you're like you just need a field goal, it's like I think you can get them. But it's like to your yeah. point, like and I mean that clip I played earlier was Travis like referencing it. There's I don't think there's been a team in recent memory at least that cares less about halftime deficits than the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. And the way you talk about the Chiefs is the exact I, I agree. And it's the exact way I think about the Bills. Like once they, the chiefs are able to play, I feel like reckless and free though, and still somehow make it work. Like they ran that, like what ring around the rosy play a bit, essentially, whatever you want to call it, the carousel play before the snap and like 10 shuttle passes a game. Like, yeah, yeah, they're so stupid, (laughs) but it's, it works. Um, but yeah, that's, we don't need to break it down X's and O's anymore because that's not the predictions we're really looking to make here, Jake. And that's not what people are tuning in for this podcast for, I don't think. So, Jake, instead, we will be going through some of the top and most popular prop bets like every single year, starting with, obviously, the coin toss. uh, Because people bet an absurd amount on the coin toss, uh, possibly myself included. Uh, I think, I'll just say it right now, Jake, I don't know if you have any analysis for it, but I think it's going to be tails. Listen, there's been a big push online. They confirmed they'd be down for it on the show today. If it's Mama Kelsey flipping the coin, yeah, I think it's heads. Wow. That's interesting. Like, I'm four of the last five Super Bowls have been heads. That's why I feel like it's got to turn tails. But, I mean, why has it got to turn tails this year? It could turn tails next year. Zach, play play the bets. She said herself she's not much of a coin flipper. Every person Mm -hmm. starts with heads facing up. That thing's going to go up and not flip. That's what it was. I can't remember who did it last year, but that's basically what they did. It was the worst coin toss I've ever seen in my life. So we might see it again. Next up, Jake, Gatorade color. Uh, Every once in a while, people will leak this, what they think it might be. I will say in terms of trends, Jake, it's been blue in three of the past four years. The one year it wasn't was the Chiefs win. It was orange. So does that matter when the Eagles won it five years ago? It was either yellow or green. They combined those colors for the prop, so I assume it's yellow. Um, I believe it's going to be yellow. I think the Eagles are for sure going to stay yellow. They feel It feels like Sirianni's like a traditional old-school guy. Like He emphasizes that stuff so much that he would do yellow, and then maybe Chiefs can be yellow. I don't know. But that's where my pick is. I think that both of those folks will have those same colors on the side, so I'm going to go... With the cheeky bet, I'm going to go orange for a Chiefs win and an orange dunk. I like it, and I will say orange has the lowest odds, so most likely yellow second most likely. So I think mm, people might be okay, okay. checking the same type of stuff. I'm as not going to lie. I kind of love blue. I like the idea that they're like, listen, we yeah. both have a color we like. Let's go neutral. Well, see, what's your favorite Gatorade color? What's your favorite one? Purple. Okay. The light purple or like great? Light purple. Okay. Good choice. That might be my favorite too. But I feel like most people would say one of the blues. And I'm wondering if it's this new millennial crowd coming into the NFL and now all these young kids want blue. All the veterans don't give a shit. And maybe that's why all of it, all of them has been blue lately. 
So maybe we keep riding the blue. Dude, my generation loves Arctic Rush. Yeah, it's great. It's great. But Skylar Thompson's not in the Super Bowl, Jake, as much as <laughs> it hurts to say. By the way, give me some white Gatorade. The unsung hero of the Gatorade. Yeah. I just don't like how it's cherry. Just call it mystery flavor. Keep the flavor the same. Just don't call it cherry. I don't like it. Why white cherry? The only fruit that can be a different color is raspberry. We understand that there's blue raspberries somewhere. I don't want a white cherry. And if there are white cherries, I don't want to see them. So don't let me know about it. I don't want to hear it. (sighs) Okay, next. Super Bowl squares, the squares final. Do you know what this is? Or would you like me to explain it? Okay, so squares, essentially, the traditional way to play it is if you have a 10 by 10 grid, each team has a number. So then the final digit of the final score, uh, you would, uh, you know, figure out the coordinates of it and it would pay out to that winner. Some people do it every quarter. Some people do it only final score. Some people do both. For sports books, uh, you're looking for the final digit of the final score. So what I did is I did Eagles 1, Chiefs 7. Do you have a preference? I will say the most likely uh, last digit of a winner the past 15 years has been one. And I feel like loser most likely has been seven or three, if I'm remembering right. Okay. I have a master's degree in humanities. You got to help me out here. So it's so it would be a one. That means like the score would add up to a one for that team. No, no, no. So if the, if the Eagles' final, if they their final point total was 21, one would be the digit. So 25. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. I am going to go with, um, I'm going to stick to my guns, I guess, and pick the cheeks, or the Chiefs to win cheekily. <laughs> the Chiefs got them fucking roasted. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm going to go five, and then I'm going to go uh, three. I have three. Um, I wonder what those odds are, if I can grab those super quickly. I think mine are like 4,800. Which means if you put a one dollar bet, you would win four dollars and eighty cents. Obviously, a hundred dollar bet would be forty eight hundred. Um, you said five three. Yeah, five three. Let's let's see what we got here because I feel like that's going to be high payout. I might have to do it. I might have to do it. Uh, plus sixty six hundred. So again, a ten dollar bet would pay out uh, six hundred and sixty dollars if you are interested. Hey man, thirty five thirty three. I hope so. I hope so. As they said on New Heights, uh, Mama Kelsey wants a high-scoring Super Bowl to break that record, and I would love it. Give me all the points in this one. I don't care about the defenses too much. Yeah. Um, This isn't the prop, Jake, but which team do you think wants it more? Well, I guess it's the fucking Eagles. Jason Kelsey said so, huh? Andy Reid's never wanted it. Quote Jason Kelsey. That's what he said. He doesn't want it enough. So I'm gonna believe him. I'm gonna believe him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Andy Reid. Too cushy. I I I don't agree with the last point, but I do think the Eagles want it more. Like Jalen Hurts hasn't won. Nick Sirianni hasn't won. He's a pretty intense guy, and like the Eagles are, like basically a homegrown team. Whereas the Chiefs, I feel like added a bunch of weapons from outside places. Which actually, to be know. serious, I think I'm going to disagree. I think the really? Chiefs want it more because I think the Eagles, 
like, don't get me wrong. I feel like Travis Kelsey or Jason Kelsey's weirdly become a focal point for them, which is just interesting because he's a center and like sure. he's old man on the mountain. But to your point, like, I think these young guys and people who haven't been there want it, but I think they're still a little like, like dreamy eyed of like, it's our first one, like, let's go, like, future, like, it's our moment. But I think the Chiefs are like bitter. Like, I think they're a little like, how many fucking times do mm -hmm. we have to, like, I think. Like, I think if the Eagles lose, they will be determined to come back and be better than ever. And I think if the Chiefs lose, they will die a little on the inside. However, Jake, you talk about all these young, youthful Eagles. That's pretty much just at the skill positions. Those are at the flashy positions. And Jake, remind me, where, where is the game one? In the trenches, where it's a Hell hat yeah. on a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And the, they're, all the vets are down in the trenches. And that's why I think they want it more, Jake. We'll see it. We'll see it come Sunday. Here's a prop bet for you. Okay. What would you put the odds that Jason Kelsey gets the ball on a trick play? Ooh. Like, I would honestly put the odds maybe at like plus 5,000. But if it's. Like on the goal line, center trick plays just, are weird. Center trick plays are weird. Yeah, like well, all he has to do is move the ball and he can go. Yeah, like I think quarterback might have to just touch it, but just a little like, like he might be able to just fall into the end zone if it's like a hurry up for a one yarder. Ninety-two percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, he's got the odds. Uh, I hope, dude. So. They get into the end zone. It. Everyone knows it's a quarterback sneak. He keeps it. Right. Man, I would what I want him to do though. This there's the very few joke. plays that are well, there's few plays that are just burnt into my memory, and one of them is the naked bootleg Peyton Manning ran this final yeah. season with the Broncos. That was so slow, and the camera wasn't even on him. It took like three seconds for the camera to move up, and he still wasn't in the end zone yet. Like yeah. I want him to, I want him to do a naked bootleg somehow. I want him to roll out on the quarterback sneak with the ball. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking because, like, you think of the – when I think of the Eagles win, one play is scrambled into my mind. And yeah. It's, it's the Nick Foles bootleg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Philly special. Like, they get tricky. Philly special. And what's more special in Philly than the Jason Kelsey Philly special? And afterwards, they can play it on the scoreboard, a Philly special Christmas, or if, if that's what it's called. I think it was – Yeah. Like – Man, that would be incredible. I would be He's so He's a former happy. skill position player? Dude. Run That or run the swinging gate and let him be behind it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, swing, <laughs> swinging gate, let him run to the fucking Glenwood City, double flood, pull the whole line, pull them all. Everyone's a trap block. More teams need to run the swinging gate. I don't understand why it has not come back or entered the pros. No, it is so good. You can run five different plays off the swinging gate. Come on. I do. It's Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. Every time someone runs the swinging gate in the NFL, why does it look like they've never practiced it? Like, they're so right. confused by it. Like, if you're going to do it, yeah. hey, I never say nice things about Mondovi. Here's one. Mondovi practiced the fucking swinging gate. They used it all the time, unironically, and sometimes they would just do a QB sneak with it, and it was annoying yeah. as hell. Yeah. 
everyone just admit that you did it. It's fine. Everyone played high school football. Everyone had a play in their playbook. That was a swinging gate either on your offense or a beater because someone in your conference ran it. Everyone what was your had. favorite petty play in high school? Well, I mean, I know what mine is. Mine was uh, the fucking crosser screen. It was something crawfish. Uh, one of my friends was the wide receiver, ran it at the line of scrimmage crosser. I was right guard. I got to go out and destroy cornerbacks' careers. Just absolute. I my my coaching point was drill the center of your face mask into their ear hole and knock them out. And Jake ran the play three times. Two kids knocked out of the game. Baller of a play, but two touchdowns too. By the way, whoops. Let's run it more. We need that. The NFL. Here's here's a stat that I live on. All right, my JV football career sacks two, both pushing the center into the quarterback. How about that? The best kind of sack. Tackles, probably 20. Not a ton of tackles. Interceptions, three. All three interceptions, the best fucking defensive play in the book. Double middle linebacker blitz, nose tackle drops into coverage. It's my (laughs) favorite play we ever ran. Coach Mack loved running it with me because it was just the fucking worst. I just dropped back and suddenly I don't move. I'm just taking up a lot of the field. Like, mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Throw it to your running back. I fucking dare you. <laughs> do your check down. <laughs> That's what the Ravens should be doing with Calias Campbell. It's kind of the equivalent. You were way bigger than everybody. Calias Campbell's like six foot 11. It, it, it would work perfectly. When it's like, you know, now everyone's blitzing. Where are you going to throw it? Crossing routes, baby. Put the tallest right. guy out there and tell him not to squat. Stay tall. <laughs> stay big. Make him work for it. Mm-hmm. Hope you like don't it. have to cover anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, last prop I have here is 10 accepted penalties over or under. People are making a big uh, to-do about this refing crew. Mm. How about that rhyme? Uh, because, I mean, refing was obviously the uh, headlines from the championship games. Also, this specific refing crew, at least the head refs refing crew during the regular season, uh, called the most penalties out of anybody. I think it's going to be like way under. I I, I feel like he the ref hears the noise, Jake. He's get, he's reading the headlines. He's like, oh, you think I'm gonna call every penalty, huh? And then they're gonna call fucking nothing. Like there's going to be people saying, oh, you sh- why did she call that? He's like, oh, now you want me to throw my flag. I think we got petty refs for the Super Bowl, and they don't want it to be about them. And inevitably, they're gonna not call something, and we're gonna make it about them anyway. That's what I think. Way under. Way under. The, the Also, it's not just the refs. When's the last – every Super Bowl ever, you know what the, the big controversy is with refs? A call they didn't make. They swallow the fucking whistles, dude. That's just what they do. Always take the under on this bet. I will say the only at least recent uh, contradictory Super Bowl that I can remember was Chiefs-Buccaneers. And that's because the Chiefs had nobody at offensive line. I think they had nine penalties themselves. I think seven might have been holding. Like they just, they had no shot. So we're not going to see that this time. I don't think so. By the way, you get called for seven holdings. You were holding 40 times. That's a win, baby. True. (laughs) We got away with one, boys. That's what what they're celebrating on the sideline. Uh, Apparently, Trevor said this in the chat. Somebody asked this. I have no idea if it was jokingly or not. I hope it wasn't jokingly. But if I had credentials to the Super Bowl 
and got to ask players, I would for sure ask them this question. So, Jake, do you think this is a must-win game for anybody? I think it is, Zach. I think it's a must-win game. Here's That's the deal. so funny, by the way. If so you got funny. to talk to like Andy Reid or something, be like, is this a must-win game this week? That's hilarious. That's so funny. That's your big moment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're just, you're just pissing on every reporter who applied for credentials and didn't get to go. By the way, this isn't a diss. I think they make them do it this way. Why? I could be a halftime reporter. Insert comment <laughs> yeah. about first half year. What adjustments will you make at halftime? No comment. <laughs> Good luck, coach. Yeah, I, those are yeah, those. We get a lot of insightful stuff from those. Coach, you sure played a game in that first half. What are you thinking going into the second? <laughs> well, there's some halftime adjustments. Oh, they got too many yards. You know what I mean? So we just got to come back. Yeah. Okay. Just insert looking good or looking rough in the first part of the sentence and away you go. You know, are they winning or are they losing? Hope you're not interviewing John Harbaugh. We haven't had enough in recent years. Coaches say nobody remembers who won the first half. And I need that. Maybe that's just more of a to the players thing, but I love that. And it's true. And I use that a lot, but you know, like, come on, (laughs) it's the best. It's another cliche that, uh, needs to be added to the book if we ever write one. You know what you'd never hear them say in the like press, but is like that made me think of it. The most said phrase for a coach till the last whistle. They never mm-hmm. say it to the media. My God, every like halftime thing. Hey, through the last whistle, you're winning or losing. You know, don't. Mm-hmm. Hey, was that whistle the last one? No. <laughs> you know. And it does not matter if you make a mistake as long as you make it going 100 miles per hour. It's true. That's uh-huh. so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make them call it. <laughs> that was also <laughs> yeah. my favorite one. Yeah. That was my motto playing football. Make them call it. If they don't call it, then you know what? You won. We're all winners. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anything else to talk about for the Super Bowl? How are you feeling about the halftime show? I have no feelings like i'm not mad that it's rihanna cut that out (laughs) i mean true put that on every t-shirt i own um i i I don't i don't like rihanna but i understand other people do and i don't think less of them for it that's it and i'm hoping we get an eminem sighting because i would love to have eminem well that's my favorite rihanna song for sure true it's kind of a downer so I'm not sure if they're going to play it, but it would be cool. A steel knife and your windpipe. <laughs> it's so good, too. Yeah, it's a doubter. It's a doubter for sure. Um, it's yeah. a lot of threats. She's not playing that song. But, yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. I'm, like, I'm neutral on it. I, I think she's going to be very good. Um, I, the last time I felt this way was J-Lo and Shakira, and I actually love that one. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. Underestimated how how much of a banger every Shakira song was. Uh, I did not underestimate that. Her, she only make. How about this, Jake? She's just the female pitbull. Has anyone said that? Because I think that's true. Mrs. Worldwide. Yep. <laughs> Start going by it. She is yeah, banger after banger after banger. Um, is there any? Not to be those guys, I guess. Is there any commercials you're looking forward to other than, I'm not sure if you've heard of this one that's coming up, uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. Have you heard about their live commercial that they're doing? No. They're doing it live 
Rob Gronkowski is at a field and he's going to be kicking a field goal live. And if he makes it, then all FanDuel users uh, get to split. FanDuel Sportsbook users get to split a certain amount of money. But if he misses, <laughs> then nothing happens, I think, which is awesome. Incredible. Here's two things I'm looking for. One, I hope whatever crypto thing that went bankrupt still somehow affords that little yeah. bouncy box that made my parents think that we got hacked last Super Bowl. That was great, actually. That was a really good one. And here's one for you. All right. No one ever talks about this. And I, I'm going to put it up there as my opinion, the greatest all time. I have a lot of Super Bowl memories, and I think the most fun I ever had watching the Super Bowl was the Tide year. The year where no one felt safe because suddenly the sheriff from Stranger Things was going to come out of nowhere and fucking wreck your life. And that, how doesn't that happen every year? It was so fun. I suppose there's uh, the diminishing returns after the Super Bowl is pretty high. Like, people don't care about it after that game. But during the game, everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, well, that for I, sure is the best. And it was a game during the Super Bowl. Like, you're just watching and it's like, no. It is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. like, they brought in draft horses and then it was still a Tide commercial. Yeah. So funny. I absolutely so good. By the way, it. the next time they should do that, they should just pick some other random sporting event. Like, it's like, oh, oh yeah. The, the Purina dog show. And then all of a sudden it's just like, he's there. And it's like, no, no. And it's like, yes. (laughs) Every commercial. (laughs) That would be really funny. Um, Yeah. Otherwise I'm not, there's nothing I'm specifically looking forward to. Progressive. Not only progressive. That's the mayhem is whoever mayhem mayhem is. I love the mayhem commercials. Yeah. Same. Those are always good. Those are always good. Um, Doritos always does something weird and uncomfortable, I feel like. Mountain Dew. No one's weirder than Mountain Dew. Pitch Black match. Middle of the Super Bowl. <laughs> just replay the match or just fucking Uncle Howdy's job. That'll confuse everybody. I would just love like someone drinking Mountain Dew and then Bray Wyatt and LA Knight come punching each other in the screen. Like, <laughs> yeah. Match is still going. There should be, oh, what if it's something like that? And then Vince McMahon shows up. And he's just like, I'm no. back. And it's like this Friday on SmackDown. Vince McMahon comes back. I hate that. I'd be tuned in. I'm, I, I might be the only wrestling casual that wants Vince McMahon back, but I just want him to understand there's a market out there. Stop it. <laughs> By the way, I Claire got me to watch the Grammys last night and I had a good time. It was worth it because Dwayne The Rock Johnson was there. So business okay. picked up, baby. And here's all you need to know. One, they set it up as a bit because it was like, apparently Adele's always wanted to meet The Rock, which who fucking doesn't? So they start off the show and Trevor Noah's like, well, I got bad news. Dwayne can make it tonight. But The Rock is here, which I was like, great. Yep, yep. Love that we're still doing that joke. Good. They mm-hmm. came. They tried to do kisses on their cheeks, but they almost fucking made out, which I was like losing my mind over. I was like, please, (laughs) please. (laughs) Greatest moment in TV history. And then, Zach, it was all worth it because they hugged. They were friends. End of the night. (laughs) Then he people's elbowed her. (laughs) Who presented the award for best female uh, vocals? The Rock. And what did he say? The winner. 
hey, new best friend, it's Adele. They just like it was a warm, fuzzy moment, and now they're best friends. And they came up there and they hugged, and it was great. I don't like and it. Then eat people's. <laughs> there we go. You got to do something. Stone Cold's going to come out and stutter her. Do something. It can't just be a happy, feel good story for me. Um, Glad you liked that. Yeah, I don't remember the last award show I watched, but you know what the next one's going to be? On Saturday night, when we accept our award over whatever uh, Volume One's podcast Jabronis. is. Jabronis. <laughs> wow, we're cutting the, the biggest promo of all time. Couldn't even win your own goddamn award, Volume One. Then, they're going to be like, who's the Florida Sports Podcast? And then they're going to listen to the intro of this podcast. <laughs> then they're going to understand why we won. Hey, it was worth the wait. We had a really good bid after that. I, people let me at home, let me know if this would have been funny. I was almost messaged you about how we were just going to, we should just keep that going the entire time. <laughs> Play Not that 20 funny. times. <laughs> I, it's funny to me. <laughs> we keep coming up with excuses. They keep skipping ahead in the podcast and keep finding yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Like, oh, then finally the final payoff is your song. Like here it is. And then we just play it one last time and then we mic drop out of here. But pretty good. Alas, maybe that's the season finale. Stay tuned to next week. But Jake, I have one last thing that we should talk about. Not football related. Not. I mean, it is sports related. I guess we'll put some respect on it. Before the show, you said that your promo that you put together there, promo package for the Super Bowl essentially was the nerdiest thing you ever done. And I told you that we're going to talk about the nerdiest thing of all time on this podcast today. And there's a few things I think are nerdier to say out loud than something along the lines of, Hey, did you see what happened on WWE raw or something? Monday night raw. Like, it's just a weird sentence. You don't want to say too loud. You got to figure out who to say it to. Yeah. But I have a better one. Did you see what happened? Uh, this weekend's esports tournament, because I oh was, my God, <laughs> it was, so fucking good and we're gonna talk about it because jake i've seen like clips from some other tournaments this one was the best of all time and it's not because of like i respected you know what we saw out of like the performance or whatever the storylines that they put together was unbelievable the storylines that they had going on was wrestling was every perfect story of all time and if anyone wants to go back and watch it there's like 25 hours to watch i guess on youtube it's algs we're talking about apex legends here they did their worldwide championship so essentially teams from around the world came it's a three v three v three you know up to like 30 teams or whatever tournament so there's a bunch of teams with different storylines one team announced before coming jake that they're breaking up afterwards and it's because they don't like each other and they don't get along incredible Awesome. <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. And they did really well. They made it to the championship, obviously. Uh, there's these two teams that their whole gimmick essentially is that they're really good and that's why they're rivals. Spoiler alert, they're the top two teams at the end because that's how it needed to be. Uh, there's one team that had the baby face of all baby faces on there. They had a video package, a promo package about his background. One of the casters was crying like about his journey. And then it turns out his dad's there and his dad is dying of cancer and he gets to come and watch. So good. So good. And he did very well. Um, He made it to the end as well. 
Um, there were other ones that were just like, uh, one team was just the misfits, right? They were three people that got cut from another team. So they came as independents looking to get a new contract from somebody else. They won a couple games and made it to the end. So they're just like there. It was storyline after storyline. They had video packages up. Uh, they just to tell us who to root for. Essentially, there's this one kid uh, from South Florida and his whole gimmick is that he's a Florida state frat boy, essentially. Incredible. Awesome. Great. Like, uh, it's just so good. And Everyone, go watch it if you just like storylines. It was the way they put it together. The production was actually super good. And like I said, it was just wrestling the entire time. And there's people being petty afterwards. If they lost or beat their rival, they got petty about it. They cut promos. They shot the guy's dead body afterwards. And the crowd, it's a live crowd there. So they got wild as well. So good. I will say video games, one of the few places that gets you need like a bad guy. I haven't watched that, but I used to watch like when the smash tournaments were really big online. I would like watch sure. that. And like they had heels. Like that's how you do right. it. Hungry box. By- Shout out. By the way, and <laughs> and I'm piecing together who everybody is, obviously, while I'm watching it. Uh, there's a team who is the most popular worldwide. Okay. Yeah. Uh, supposedly they had the most fans there um, and they were very, very good at one point. And then last year, apparently they came and were terrible. So then everyone's talking about how they suck. They're washed. They're horrendous. They're past their time. And then what they did apparently is they hired a new coach. Don't know if that matters, but that's what happened. The coach's name was Raven, which also wrestling. It was awesome. And then they were what they were the team that won it all. So again, the old wash guy came back. What it all? Incredible story. So good. So good. Oh man, it's so so good. I might have to watch that. And like, by the way, best announcers in the biz are the esports announcers. Really good. Incredibly good. I I was not expecting it. They were actually really really funny. Really good on top of their shit. They kept rotating them, so it was like not just the same people every time. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was really good. So ALGS, go look it up. ALGS 2023, obviously. You know what they need? I'm telling you, Zach, we could do this. Let's book it right now. <laughs> the next big viral sensation. <laughs> the North Wisconsin State Fair beef show. That's what we need. <laughs> they leave the cows around the ring. Zach and I are proud veterans of the cattle shows. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. That, as long as PETA doesn't watch, it's a show waiting to happen. You walk around the ring. Kids have all of these storylines. Tell me the public wouldn't be fixated on James Marr, the legacy boy, (laughs) with 30 fans around the ring all telling him what to do. Pick his head up. Pick his head up, they said. Fucking put his hail down. If we could get, obviously, there's a lot of waivers to sign. But (laughs) if we could get that, just like one year, put a bunch of production into it, have storylines, maybe feed some lines to some people, but like interviewing the crazy ass parents, interviewing the judges who saw yeah. some crazy shit. I'm sure obviously the kids that would be really electric. It would be so good. Hey man, 
coolest thing I ever did. I'm walking into the championship ring. I get kicked by my own steer. I land in a pile of cow crap. I get up, dust myself off. I win the damn thing. What are you going to do? That could have been my moment. It could have been. That could have been you. Also followed up by the greatest. That, that steer, by the way, liked to kick people. If you touched his butt, he would kick you. The judge came up. Still my favorite quote I've ever said to anyone. Judge came up. He's like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to feel your steel out, see how he looks. And I was like, hey, if you touch his ass, he's going to kick you. And he's like, I was like 13. And he's like, oh, <laughs> thanks, young man. But I think I can handle it. Touched his ass, kicked him in the shin. I said, told you. Which was <laughs> not a very do? showman-like response. But, you know, hey, what are you going to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you didn't lie. And you knew your steer. So that's points for you. But, Jake, as with anything... It needs a good name. So what do we call that? It's a reality show about 4-H kids showing their steers, selling their steers, because you got to have yeah. the selling portion at the end for sure, at the local fair. Sellout? <laughs> or... Sellout, interesting. There's got to be something about, like, uh, <laughs> like beef or, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, I keep thinking, like, something, like, with the bull by the horns but they don't have horns really so that doesn't work here you go no balls all (laughs) steer clear steer clear is good um stampede i mean hope not (laughs) just steer down the runway might as well just call it that because it's gonna happen to somebody yeah uh showmanship's a classy name Showmanship is interesting. It would be super interesting. I think for people, it's like when people realized, oh, F1 has storylines. If you just listen to some of these crazy ass, like 4-H moms, it's the same thing as dance moms. I'm sure like that same allure people get invested. Hey, and then, Hey, the Osmond family could have been the people's champions. Were we overly successful? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> Did we try? Yeah. You know, we were always always F1. Yeah. I mean, I'm the one making jokes in the ring the whole time because I want to get out. I'm also allergic to my cow. My cow's allergic to me. So. (laughs) The year where Emily Steer goes nuts, breaks your hand. What drama? That would have been. That was a wild year. Someone has to have. Someone had a video of it. I'm sure. That was what, like eight people on one damn animal craziness. The story of Kyle Hilger <laughs> sells his steer, pays for his yeah. dad's medical bills, <laughs> lets steer walk around without a leash on because he forgets it's behind him because he just won a lot of money. You know, it mm-hmm. writes itself. Kids holding onto their steers as they're in the truck to go to the auction or to go to the meat house. That's how we close the season. The Maros not feeding their animal, running trucks into the <laughs> snack bar. Marissa Marr in a class by herself winning a red ribbon. <laughs> Marissa Marr as portrayed by Woody Harrelson. <laughs> so mean. That's so good, though. That's what a callback, dude. What That's a very absolute. specific joke for a couple people listening. <laughs> what an absolute callback. Uh, dude, 4-H would be wild, man. James would be the star, though. Just you think a so? A try hard. True. That is true. <laughs> what would Jeremy be? 
What would he be to the show? The He's villain? A, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. You know, we've been out of it too long. I would have known who all the characters were if it's like while we were doing it, but you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, this we're was showmanship because we're giving them bad haircuts. <laughs> no shit. We're just blaming your dad. We're blaming your dad. Like fucking Pete cut it. What are we gonna do? That is, you know what? One of my favorite moments is Emily and Anne are in the same showmanship ring. You and I are sitting on either side of my dad, and they're in the pinks. And then all of a sudden, they just glare over, and he's like, "Uh oh, <laughs> he knows." Yeah, it's his fault. Even though it's like they could have just done it. Your mom can Blame talk Pete. about her cow Peggy for the thirtieth year in a row. True, true. She glided not heard that there. story yet. She sure did. She showed herself, Jake. <laughs> Don't know if you've ever heard that one before, but <laughs> and Janet, shout out to you. It's a good story. I, I can't wait to hear it again. And well, why stop there, Zach? <laughs> we could have we could have <laughs> covered the the fudge competition. Oh Jesus, we could this year. Nelly's coming to the fair. We could get Nelly showing a steer, fresh off the Grammys. <laughs> sure. Does he have a new song or is Grammy? No, it was the 50th anniversary of hip hop. So they had to have Nelly there. (laughs) Was it? (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Stupid. It's a white person. It's just like all the kids will love this. Where's 50 cents? He's still hanging up. Let's get him down. Let's have him perform. Is he still up in her? (laughs) Where's Usher? Is he still super popular? have him dance i don't think he is hey you know what thanks for listening today folks it was a good show zach did you remember to add songs to the playlist oh shit yeah i did i did um okay three more songs onto the 40 sports podcast season five playlist you can type it in to spotify follow the playlist every single season we plan to be doing it obviously starting with season five towards the end of season five so we will see what happens from here but today I added three more songs, and I added songs by Kid Quill. If anyone's Ooh. ever heard of Kid Quill, um, I did two of his more popular songs. Um, by the way, if you like Kid Quill, I'm guessing he's coming out with an album soon. Just so you know. But I did Playlist and Small Talk. Those are his two big ones, I would assume. Uh, definitely my two favorite ones. And then I wanted an older one, so I did Kids in the Summer. If you're feeling a little nostalgic, listen to that one. You'll be feeling good. Uh, but yeah, I would assume, honestly, within a few months, I'm b- gonna guess that he releases something. So definitely that would a good be right on the one timeline. to get into. Yeah. yeah, tune in next week where we both add three more songs. Zach, big finale, Ooh. big finale, and uh, we just have one last closing thing to go out on, I think. And we'll see you guys next week again. Show might be a little. Uh, I don't remember. Let's listen. Oh, welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. I'm Seth Bruner. 